here lies the remains of Kenneth Smith, but not his legacy, <coughs> not his testimony, not his works. And here we say goodbye to Kenneth Smith, but not for long. For some sooner than others. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 4, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, with kin, with our loved ones, with my mother, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. It's an old hymn we used to sing in Pentecost churches. We sang it kind of fast. We'll be caught up to meet him in the air. We'll be caught up with blessings now to share. Very soon he will come to take us to his home. We'll be caught up to meet him in the air. Paul also wrote, if in this life only, 1 Corinthians 15, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, the first sinner we all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ and his coming. We have hope in our resurrection because of his resurrection. He is the first fruits, just as a farmer has his seed <coughs> to sow, and then from that seed comes a harvest, and from that harvest comes more seeds. Christ was the first seed of the resurrection. And he is risen from the dead. The tomb is empty. History was permanently marked. After three centuries of fighting the resurrection story, the Roman Empire embraced it. His followers were willing to die and be tortured and not one recanted the resurrection story. The empty tomb was there and the church is still here today as a result around the world. We have hope in our resurrection and kids' resurrection through Christ's resurrection. The Old Testament prophecy says, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, or O grave, where is your victory? For in Christ we have assurance of our <coughs> eternal life. He goes on in verse 57, Thanks be to God who gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 
So where do we go from here? What do we do now? We're the ones that are alive and remain. Well, we live in light of kids' faith and his testimony and his example. We learn lessons that he had to teach us from him. There's three things I get here from verse 58. Be steadfast and movable. What do we do now? We be firm. We stand firm. We do not back off of our trust in God. Ken was a man that trusted God. He, in spite of pain, in spite of hardship, in spite of great trials, he never stopped praying and, and uh, trusting God. Um, so we remain firm in, in our trust of God. We abound in the work of the Lord. Ken didn't allow a rocking chair to dominate his life. Even in his pain, he'd go out and work and serve people, help people lay tile. Always had an encouraging word for somebody and sometimes a playful way at it. At the same time, keeping his mind alive and active and doing artwork while he's watching football games <laughs> and projects, always a creative thing, you know, uh, for the benefit of others. So we want to stay strong, we want to stay busy, and we want to stay encouraged, knowing that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. I will always be grateful to Ken Smith. I used to tease him and say, man, if it wasn't for you, I would still be parking cars for a living. <laughs> After helping this little church get going in Granbury, uh, we felt the Lord let us know that we were called to come and serve the city of Granbury as pastor of what was then known as Shady Grove Church of Granbury. And sh we shared it with the people and virtually became pastor, not by votes, but by Christmas cards, basically. It's a, another part of the story. Uh, the week following that, my wife and I were looking at a piece of art we had in our bedroom for years. Somebody had given it to me after I got out of Bible school. It's called The Trail. And it's this uh, stone archway, this kind of rock, looking out at a winding trail that goes to a flat top mountain with a dip in the middle. And at that I looked at it and thought, you know, that looks like Comanche Peak. That's 377. We've been driving through that cut in the rock for months now. So we shared it with the church and Ken said, yep, I've painted Comanche Peak more than once. That is Comanche Peak. <laughs> so he was a confirming voice to God's calling on our life. And I know if we have time today, we don't have but a small window here. We can be here all day sharing Ken's stories. And I want us I want us to share them when we see each other. Talk, talk about Ken and the, and the lessons we learned from him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to remind ourselves of the resurrection of the hope of seeing Ken again. <coughs> I pray, Lord, that you would comfort Barbara and her precious family, and that, Lord, you would use those of us here who are not blood family, but, Lord, you would use us as a spiritual family to be a strength to this precious family. In Jesus' name. Oh 
and the rays. My 